Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is his first ball. Through the gap on the offside. Listen to it. Welcome back. Episode number 50 of the Cricket News Podcast and I have with me an esteemed panel for the same. We are going to talk about a really esteemed tournament. I, I, I've been picturing myself, you know, how this monologue is going to go. It's not going to be too big, but I thought, you know, why not rephrase the words of an English sports star? to describe this tournament i mean we can give england their due here so yeah i'm going to rephrase carrick linker's famous quote from after the 2014 world cup uh, after the most enthralling of world cups 31 games 12463 runs uh, more than 400 wickets uh, 22 women played cricket on the 3rd of april and at the end do i really need to tell you the Aussies won so we can start now that i have done my bit for gadlinker and for england we can start talking about australia finally and then we'll of course talk about the tournament joining me are ananya upendran avishek mukherjee yes we did see that world cup and we did see that finale first thoughts adjectives that you will describe this tournament by phrases idioms anything australian Wow, that's short and sweet. That's nice. Forty years down the line, someone's listening to this. You know what happened, right? Yeah. Ananya, we would want to hear your laugh as well. I mean, why are you mute? We're recording this on Zoom, but you would want to hear you laugh as well at these jokes because the audio members would want their bit when they're listening to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some construction happening here, so I don't Wonderful. want them to hear that as well. So you know. Oh. We can have some candle after. Yeah, we'll have a uh, sound effects as well. Nice. Yeah. That works. But yeah, how would you describe this? I don't know. It was one of those where I guess you know. I think I I, for, I forget who put up the meme, but it was the the Thor. I I mean the Thanos. I am inevitable. It feels like Australia and Helia. I am inevitable. So it just yeah. felt like you knew what was coming. Um, Yes, it was tightly contested and all that, but it was the other seven teams that were really competing, and and Australia were like, yeah, you can do your thing. You know, we know we're gonna boss this. So, yeah. yeah, we use different words to describe describe them, like bullies, champions, yeah, bullies. safest safest bet in the human history. At least in my twenty four years on this world, I haven't seen a safer bet that you know Australia are going to win this World Cup, and they did. Yeah, so there wasn't much won by the people who bet on them. That we can say. Yeah. See, many of us predicted. I heard that Australia will win this tournament without uh, losing a match. Many of us predicted the same thing, and none yeah. of us are taking credit now because nobody takes credit <laughs> for making a prediction this obvious. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you don't raise your hand and to acknowledge that you had predicted correctly that the sun will rise in the east. Yeah. I mean, it looks made up, right? Their journey since the last World Cup to this final, playing forty-two matches, winning forty of them. I mean, that win-loss ratio of twenty is 
probably a star in the galaxy being watched by one of the best teams in the world. All the best teams in the world. We've talked about what? Uh, 1999 World Cup winning Australia, 2003 World Cup winning Australia, 2007 World Cup winning Australia, 1975 World Cup winning West Indies team, 1979 World Cup winning West Indies team. These are, of course, the men's team. We also have... Yeah, but no one, no one, no one matches this win-loss ratio. And if from now I'm going to tell this to someone else, they might not just believe me. You're joking, right? They did not win so many games. Yeah, we're lucky we have video evidence now. Yes. It's not just yes. paper. You, know, you can show yes. them stuff. <laughs> True. Wikipedia isn't going to be my only choice. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is unbelievable what they did. And I mean, just the longevity of it, five years is, I mean, all the other teams you mentioned kind of, it was a lot of cricket packed into a, a small time frame. But these guys are just like, I don't know, it's, I, I guess, yeah, they bullied every other team that they've come across and, you know, just yeah. kind of stumbled along the way twice. And, you know, yeah. they were just uh, blips, I guess, on the radar. Yeah, but they were just... Um, you know, we, other... we won't be perfect. We'll just give two wins away. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, uh, they were, there was a lot of talk about the 26-match streak yeah. that ended. Yeah. And now, uh, in, in, they didn't go on a decline or they had, didn't have a slump or anything. They have yeah. just silently built up another streak of 12. Yeah. They're almost halfway there. Such a streak builders they are. Right? Uh, uh, give it another couple nice of time. years and uh, they, we, we shall be discussing whether they'll be they'll be surpassing that streak of 26. Because I wanted to ask you both. How, and it's, it's stupid. It's, it's really stupid of me to ask this after they won a World Cup. But I did want to ask you, for how long do you see them conquering the way that they are right now, given that you have also seen the other teams perform the way that they have in this World Cup? I, I feel like all the other teams have a lot of catching up to do and you know if they do beat this australian team it will be again a blip on the radar for yes. australia it's not going to be um a case of you know them suddenly falling off the perch i think it's it's always going to be uh, I, I mean i was listening to a press conference hilton marine's press conference after south africa went back home and he said you know australia have an eight to ten year head start on everyone else so you know, for us to catch up to them, it's going to take like huge number of resources plus time. Um, yeah. And, and if, you, if you consider eight to 10 years, that means a whole new batch of players have to come True. in and kind of reach that level. So, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like when you look at them now, it feels like they're going to be impossible to beat over, I mean, consistently over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and having said that, I do believe India have, the talent to, to to kind of overshadow them at some point in time. And I think Australia, they have said this multiple times that, that they are scared of India when they're, you know, when they're able to tap their resources and kind of wake the sleeping giant. But, you know, we don't have the system in place yet. So if anyone beats them in the next like two or three years, it's just going to be a misstep for Australia rather than an achievement for any other team. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You had an interesting take on um, um, the 2017 semi-final Harmanpreet that it had, and I, you know, truly found it astonishing that I, uh, the 171 had more of an impact on Australian cricket than it did on Indian women's cricket. Yeah, well, it, it 
they i mean it, it yeah. was i mean all of them have spoken about how it was the kick up the backside that they needed i mean True. even in 2017 when you looked at that australian team you just thought they would win the world cup yeah. but again they've spoken about how they were kind of they were playing on autopilot so they i think they just they were happy with where they were they were content with where where they were so there was no evolution but once they got kicked up the backside by both atapattu and um, harman Yeah, I, I and mean, and they lost to England. Yeah, so for them it was like, wait, they didn't have any trophy, any global trophies. They didn't have the T Twenty yeah. World Cup. They didn't have the ODI World Cup. So for them it was like, wait, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And and then you know just the way they kind of went back and and evolved from there, kind of reset everything. Um, they've just zoomed ahead of everyone else. And and I mean, it's so unfortunate that. Uh, a knock like that did not spark something special in india it went on to 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 help australia create a dynasty i mean i think we should have started creating a dynasty after that but True. it's just been like you know the the people who lost took that in their stride and just like built something extraordinary and for india to catch up or for anyone to catch up is going to take a long time True. maybe it did in india maybe it inspired a generation but the, the impact of that will Yeah, still so remains to be seen. Maybe yeah. five years yeah. time, ten years mm. time. By then, Australia will be fifty years ahead. Yeah. So yeah. it's I I guess it would have it sparked something in terms of participation, in terms of viewership and things like that. But it, it could have sparked so much more. It could have maybe not an immediate era of domination, but you know you should have. I think by now we should have created a team that. Should have been consistently challenging for yeah. world titles, and it not 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 for not for it to be like you know they have the ability, but we are not sure. Because I mean, that are you, are you thinking women's IPL and just not saying it? I've been thinking it for a very long time. I've ranted about it on every platform possible. So you know, I I don't want to say it. I mean, it's come to the stage where the team, the players from the team that's won the World Cup. Are talking about women's IPL after they won the World Cup as well. Yes, it's come to that stage. It's not just us on social media doing it. It's the players who are doing it, and not just India players. More people outside India talking about it. See, in twenty twenty two, if uh, if there if something if a if a team does something special, brings about a change. Yeah, uh, it is important to that country. But if India does it, it is important to cricket as a global sport. True, true, so true. Uh, but yeah, I think time has come. Relevant people, if you're listening, time is overdue. Time is overdue. Yes, it is overdue. There you go. It is overdue. It's it's been long, and uh, we need women's IPL soon rather than later. Right. Uh, I think it will be an absolute tragedy. If I don't mention Elisa Haley just now, because we're rolling this, we've been rolling this for the last ten to fifteen minutes, and we haven't talked about her. I think the one thing I'll mention about her is this: um, as soon as I saw that beer paracetamol reference, that's just it. No other player has influenced me so much. <laughs> and then today, I see the interview where uh, I think it was Beth Mooney who told exactly what she ate in the breakfast. on the day of the final and then she says yeah you know this just very calmly i had a big hot cake it was big it was bigger than anything i'd eaten in my entire life 
And that's how she rolled up on the day of the final. And she did what she did. So yeah, words on Elisa Haley. Um, well, I'm going to start with an interesting thing that Lisa Salegar told me. Um, it was a comparison okay. between Elise Perry and, and Alyssa Healy. And she said, Alyssa Healy is like your next door neighbor. She's your best mate. You can, can walk up to her, talk to her, and, and you know you know that you're going to be best mates with her. And Elise Perry is like the person that you want to be best friends with, but you're hesitant yeah. to approach her. And like every time Alyssa Healy opens her mouth, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like someone you can, everyone can get along with. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she's just like, I guess everyone's champion, um, but True. I mean, hey, breakfast, breakfast with champions. And oh, we should get, um, we should get them. Yeah. To do <laughs> yep. Gaurav Kapoor, if you're listening, it'll be a fantastic episode. I'll be the first one to watch it. And these two will be the first ones to watch it. Yeah. Okay. You can say this, but hot cake doesn't, I mean, you don't need hot cake. I mean, the hot cake can get you to 170, but. Uh, 171 was what uh, empty stomach or just bread? There was only <laughs> bread in the dressing room, right? Yeah, and they'd taken away Darby. the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Darby. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. have to credit uh, Ovishek there as well because he saved India from that one run. Yeah, that, yes, yeah, yes, that's super course. jinx. That's super jinx. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunate. I, I think was, that was the jinx of the tournament. I can it, safely say. Yeah. It was so unfair because like if she had gone past that, it would have been like a proper, you know, the demons have been. Yeah. They, like, it would have been the stamp that. on yeah. the tournament file. Yeah. The stamp yeah. that they needed. Yeah. That's she it. should have gotten to 172 and then just walked off the field. Like yeah, retired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Indian that. right now that I'm saying that she would have done this just out of her But yeah, I think, you know, the, the best part about, you know, we go through the numbers. The numbers are just so incredible about this Australia team. You don't need to build narratives. You don't need, of course, people will build narratives. People will write books about this. People will make films. But the numbers. Books. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I think um, I saw a tweet from Dan. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, Dan, I, I don't know how to pronounce his second name. Liebke. <laughs> Uh, oh. so an Australian journalist and he said that you know I'm writing a book on uh, some of the best World Cup wins and um, you know you know which team I want to win today because that'll make the best entry in that book but of course people will have to write book about this win this journey I mean it's it's incredible if they don't but yeah coming back to the point uh, uh, where we were the numbers that we were talking about. So Rachel Haynes broke Debbie Hockley's record for most runs in a World Cup. In less than two hours, Elisa Haley broke her record. So this was something else going on in the final, right? There was this, mm-hmm. They were not just playing for the final. They were playing for the number, something else itself for glory of a different kind. But uh, when you see that happen, when you see your two openers firing up like that, it just builds the rest of the team up, right? We saw Meg Lenning's body language change from the first over till the 40th. She was very chilled out. She was very chilled out watching these two bat in the pavilion. The, the match was, I think, sort of decided in the first yeah. two hours. Yeah. Just like both semifinals. Oh, yeah, those semifinals are so disappointing. 
I expected England South Africa to be. I mean, after the two thousand seventeen semi final, I expected something like that. True. Yeah, but I I also wonder if you know South Africa were just so spent after that last victory. I mean, they had so many close games. I mean, they would have been emotionally drained by the by the time they got into the semi. So it would have had to be like Karp and Ismail bowling them the victory at that point. I I don't think. They had enough like mental energy to kind of carry them through. Do you think game. that happens? Uh, that uh, that can, could have happened because South Africa would have been essentially dependent on pace. So pacers get spent up more easily in a long tournament. Do you think there is? Am I overthinking this, or is there logic in this? I think it would be. I mean, even in that semi, I I do think the two of them were driving that team forward. Uh, you know, even though they didn't have their best day, they were the the ones providing the energy yes. to that group. So, I think just generally, they were kind of they did seem quite flat um, compared to every other. Because uh, South Africa uh, and uh, uh, regarding South Africa, I mean they. Actually, did something that no other team did. They uh, see uh, other teams. One fifty nine wickets. They uh, the Pacers took one fifty nine wickets. The spinners took one ninety six. So sp uh, spinners did act actually better than Pacers. We can say seventeen. South Africa, forty seven wickets to pace, four wickets to spin, four. In the entire tournament, those four wickets came at one twenty a piece. So yeah. South Africa in the same tournament on the same pitches uh, are using a completely different attack and winning, and do actually I mean finish second in the league stage. True. So, uh, so uh, I, I mean I'm slightly confused by this. Can you? I mean, what kind of pitches were these? <laughs> I mean, where one team does uh, pulls, I mean, feels an entirely different um, attack from the from the other sides, and still does does so well. Well, I think it's also the quality at their disposal, right? I mean, the the three seamers aside from Class Kaka, Ismail, and Kap are arguably the best seam trio in the world at this. Point in time, so I mean, just the quality that they had at their disposable disposal uh, in the seam department would have meant that, you know, with someone like Mlaba, I guess they could have taken a punt on yes. her to play her at some point. But I think the way Class bowled in those first couple of games meant that they didn't want to because I think she really stepped up and and did a very good job. So, uh, I mean, it would have been just. We have really high quality seam, so it's it's a very like it's a very Indian thing to do, right? India so long I mean, playing one seamer and yes. and four spinners, so it's just yeah, it was, yeah. Yes, it was. We will play to our strengths. Well, you guess what? Uh, I think we have a nice bit of segue now to talk about the team that beat South Africa and made it to the final, England. Three matches in, and we're thinking defending champions, and. Uh, Four matches later, and we're thinking, defending champions. <laughs> so it was, it was good. It was good. I, I, I personally thought the comeback um, was was good. Of course, Australia, another level. But the comeback after losing the first three games to then make it to the semi final against South Africa was good enough for them. And they had some key performers on their way 
probably with the ball when we talk about none more so than Sophie Eccleston, who was wonderful throughout the tournament. We, of course, Obishikda had the debate about her getting the player of the tournament award, but that's that's gone to someone who has broken all the records. No, tell me. Uh, yeah. She took six for 36 in the True. semi-final. True. If she, even if she had gone wicketless, she mm. would still have been the leading wicket-taker of the tournament. True. Without her best performance. I think it's 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 about uh, the records that Healy broke. It's, it's about those mammoth of records that, you know, will take something to be broken by just one player. Yeah, but... I also think, and Healy said this herself, isn't the player of the tournament someone who's kind of been consistent through the tournament? So if you were going to, I'm very anti-badder as it is, but if you're going to give it to a badder, you might as well give it to Rachel Haynes, who was just, who, who carried that that lineup and, and flew under the radar sure. while, you know, Lanning and Healy and, and all these mm. century makers were getting all the plaudits. Yeah. I mean, you would have given it to Rachel Haynes. Um, yeah, scored the first century herself. Hmm. Interesting, interesting topic. But let's come back to okay, England. Which is let's... why in the men's World Cup, I, there used to be a concept of awarding the player of the tournament. I think it was there in '92 and '96, awarding the player of the tournament before the semi-finals. Ah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that like the WBBL MVP. That's that's yes. what they do. It's based on league stage performance. But don't you think that sort of cuts out to? Crucial performance matches, the knockouts. You're giving player of the match anyway. Yeah. A player of the the player of the tournament, uh, the player of the tournament is the player of the tournament. She hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be. It it is not the player of the side that won the tournament. Yep. Yeah, it's like Susie Bates in 2013 was the player of the the tournament. Hmm. New Zealand didn't get to the final. Um, but, Listen, you know. we're having multiple awards these days in multiple leagues. Might as well break this down <laughs> think, into a player of the tournament and an MVP. You think so, Sophia so that, should have won the Jana Bank Bankable Player of the Tournament? Oh, yes. I'm all in for that. I'm all in for that. I'm all in for that marketing. So, yeah. But let's come back to how England performed. Uh I mean, what did you make of the team that showed up into the final? How well had they come up after that Ashes defeat, after those first three games? What did you make of this side going into the final? And what's the hope for them now moving into the next World Cup? I mean, it's a big question, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I thought uh, they uh, have the second best infrastructure. It was only True. logical that they made it to two consecutive finals. Yeah, and uh, uh, they have the have long, intense tournaments at home, which probably prepares them to come back after a string of defeats. Hmm. Equips them. Uh, in India, in a team in in India, you obviously are. Uh, I mean, you you either play for railways. Mm-hmm. Or you basically prepare yourself to lose against railways in the final. So it's not like that. You can yeah. lose and you still come back to win a tournament. Mm-hmm. And England cricketers are, uh, I mean, uh, have that have that non-monopolistic tournament in uh, in their country. Ananya is just eager to bounce up here on the discussion. 
yes on, on the australians australians of domestic cricket of indian domestic cricket oh wow the less said about them the better um about england um look i i mean i think a lot of credit should go to someone like heather knight and and lisa kaithi i think just the fact that they didn't kind of pounce on their team and become really emotional around the the, the results at the start was was very important um you know they'd come into every press conference and just say you know we haven't been playing our best cricket and that's why we're not winning it's as simple as that so just to go back and say you know these are the controllables we fielded terribly and you know if you drop like seven catches you're not going to win a game mm-hmm. um so just i guess the simple understandings um and just the fact that they kept very calm i think i feel like any continent team for that matter would have just gotten very emotional and been it's like true. you know it's not enough and you know we are very sorry and things like that but just i guess the understanding that they weren't playing their best and therefore they didn't deserve to win and i guess again having a really good experienced group of players in that team you know brand and shubsol and, and silver and knight and i mean they had they had so many people who'd won championships around the world and world cups as well so i think that definitely helped them and and like uh, he said i think second best infrastructure in the world they're kind of catching up to england they have professional domestic players um mm-hmm. so they know how to win big tournaments it was just about them kind of finding their groove and i mean for them that groove was the bowling attack i think that their two opening bowlers weren't pulling their weight through the ashes i mean brunt had a great mm-hmm. ashes but i think trubsol wasn't bowling her best and she was kind of unlucky um so just for those two to kind of lift their game when the chips were down was very important for them and the big players kind of stepped up when they needed it and unfortunately for nat silver when she stepped up it, it wasn't enough i mean it was against australia it has to be remembered she yeah. scored two centuries against this australia side in the same world cup remained not out in both it will have to be remembered also bold and uh, wait uh, yeah so and so she is another contender for the player of the tournament true yeah very true uh, but yeah just wanted to uh, ask uh, you both this ain't no one going to put their fingers on the 100 now in england that's obviously helped the infrastructure right that's yeah. obviously helped the team that's obviously helped the uh, players because they did have a, have a ksl before that which was equally competitive and True, I mean of course true. there weren't as many eyeballs on it but the yeah. I think all the all the focus and all the criticism of the 100 has always been from the side of men's cricket yes. I don't think anyone involved in the women's yeah. game has ever said anything about yeah. it Yeah 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 over time we'll acknowledge that uh, the 100 was probably uh, see have you heard some of the commentary on uh, i i heard some the some of these i actually heard basically they were explaining what the umpiring decisions mean so they were appealing to a new gen to the next generation of spenders yeah. yeah so people who will be 18 in some point people who will be 20 25 in some point true they were trying to convert them to cricket true so i don't think how English cricket will be hampered by that. I don't get it actually, as if England yeah. had not been losing consistently before the hundred. Burn. Okay, but let's return back to the Women's World Cup. Uh, yeah, I think uh, 
we spoke about this, I think last time the three of us were chatting, uh, we said, you know, I said that may the conclusion be better than the GOT finale. Mm, I'd say it was better than the GOT finale, but it wasn't as good as the league stage, right? There were some incredible matches and that would have been just impossible to repeat because of a certain team that went on to win who featured in two of those knockout matches. So yeah, that would have been difficult. But your favorite memories from this tournament, what are the memories that you are going to look back and say that, wow, what a tournament this was? And in what sense did this particular tournament exceeded your expectations from what you had? Because Ananya, I remember you saying that this will be the closest World Cup ever. This, you know, has the potential to be the closest World Cup ever. This was the first episode before the tournament kicked off. So, yeah, I want to know your highlights from this tournament, the two of yours. You can go. Fatima, non-Fatima. Oh, yeah. Someone said 2045 World Cup. The playing, yeah. Riley and Fatim, yeah. yeah. In the final, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. yeah so essentially, uh, what how I will remember is how the teams, I mean, how Pakistan and Bangladesh, the two teams that finished at the bottom, performed. Yeah. True. So uh, this opens up, and <laughs> one must question the ICC. Why is it still an 18 tournament? Sri Lanka won their only match in the qualifier. Highland yeah. won about I think three matches out of four in the qualifier. True. So why are these teams not being considered good enough to play in the World Cup? Why is it not a 10-team World Cup? Why is it not a 12-team? There was an 11-team World Cup back in 1998. Why have why have we gone backwards? Yeah. Why are we why are we waiting till 2029 to make it a 10 team tournament? I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. are Sri Lanka and Thailand not as good as some of the teams here? Can they? Can they? We we saw what Sri Lanka can be like five years ago. We Sri Lanka uh, beat two two of these teams in 2013. Yeah. The only reason Thailand doesn't make it, and I think I've been, I'm getting repetitive over this, uh, is because they do not have a full member status, despite them being inside the in, uh, inside uh, the top 10 teams, the women's teams. And that is because their men's team doesn't play well. And full membership depends on how, how good your men's team are. Teams yeah. without a women's team can have full membership, but teams, teams whose men's teams do not play well will not get yeah. full membership, irrespective of how well your women's teams play. And I think that is simply unacceptable. Yeah. And you made a very valid point. A tournament can only be, not only be just by the teams and their performances on the top of the table, but also the ones at the bottom. Yes. Because they are the ones who are going to give these teams on top of competition and make it even more exciting for the viewers. The teams at the top are, make a, they contribute, uh, I mean, fight for the cup. Yeah. The ones at the bottom, they put the world in the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. We have a quote. Producers are. Yes. If you're listening to me, which you are when you are editing this episode, please remember. Yeah. Ananya. Uh, well, look, at favorite moment of, I guess, the favorite bits of the World Cup. Um, just the fast, the fast bowler fan in me would say watching 
Kaaf and Ismail just do their thing, especially Shabnam Ismail in, in those middle overs, I think, which was just something else, just another beast. So yeah. watching those two go about their business was, was lots of fun. Um, I think just the, wouldn't call it a resurrection, but I guess uh, Anya Shrubsoul kind of rediscovering her form um, was a big thing. Um, I feel like, you know, if you look at it, all the teams with good in-swingers were the ones that, that progressed and the ones that really challenged other teams. Um, and I know this is a bias, but I, I just feel like women's cricket, you're always going to, I think your highest wicket takers or your best bowlers are always going to be your in-swingers because I, I don't think, I feel like the women's game is still kind of figuring out how to play balls on the stumps and how to score mm-hmm. runs down the ground. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, Anya Shrubsoil. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, watching Bangladesh, um, Fatima Sana's slower ball was like the best thing to come out of the tournament for me. But yeah, I think watching Bangladesh was was lots of fun. I mean, they yeah. challenged every single team. Yes. I think the only yes. two teams that they got sort of blown away by were, um, you know, England and, and to some extent India when they came out to bat. But they had India under pressure um, at true, the start true. of the game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just the fact that they came out and I think Nigar Sultana said this in one of the press conferences and it's my favorite quote. She said, cricket is no longer played, you know, cricket is not played um, with name. So we don't care about the name. We're, we're going out there wow. and playing on the field. So, you know, just that sentiment of them to come out with confidence and be like, you know, we, we may not be challenging you for the cup, but we're going to push you right to the end and, and we're yeah. going to make you, uh, you know, earn the win. Yeah. So that and that celebration after Salma Khatun got Meg Lanning, just the silence that descended in the commentary box. Yeah. I mean, the silence in the ground, and then you could hear the shrieks of, of yeah. all the fielders. That was, I think that's definitely a memory that's going to stay. Wonderful, wonderful. It's almost like treasure coming our way, right? Yeah, you two assessing the World tournament. Cup and for a moment, single moment, they did not seem overawed or anything. Yeah. They belong there. And I, once again, I'll push for the cause of Sri Lanka and Thailand. It has to be a minimum of a 12 team. Yeah. Minimum of 12 teams. I can't see why they won't do it. Yeah, or at least, I mean, expand the championship to include 12 teams at this yes. point. If you're saying logistically it's not possible for us to do, you know, a 10 team or 12 team World Cup next, then include 12 teams in the championship, allow them True. to grow, allow them to play more, and then it just becomes easier. I mean, there's more competition. Bangladesh played, what, 42 ODIs before before coming into the World Cup. Every other team had an average of around 250 games head start. So, you know they're never going to probably beat them. I mean, it's going to be an upset. But just that gap is something that can so easily be be covered. Yeah. So, here's how I I put it. We just had a sport that cricket or cricket fans aspire cricket to be like... uh, see its European champions bow out of the World Cup. Bow out of the World Cup. Yeah, that's that's what essentially happened. Why not have these bilateral series as necessary qualifiers for every team, except the hosts or maybe the champions to play? Yeah, yeah. Why not have everyone play up against each other and then you put say, if you have eight teams now, put 10 teams into the World Cup and you might as well see those upsets come in. You might as well see, sorry, England fans, and England bow out before going into a World Cup. That will be something incredible to watch, won't it be? 
well the championship is essentially that it's but it's that, a championship yeah. that's restricted to a certain number of teams so yeah. i mean i guess expanding the championship would would lead to that so I, i mean i think they, they need to find a way or they need to realize that they can expand the yeah. championship quicker um because that's essentially what's going to help you grow the game i mean well if you're saying that t20 cricket is the vehicle to grow the game then at least sure. kind of expand that world cup they're not doing that they're not doing mm-hmm. this so you know it's a question of, of how are we actually expanding the game if it's just by you know including mm-hmm. more teams in the qualifiers that that makes absolutely no sense i mean all these teams are asking for is an incentive and the world cup is an incentive so Give them yeah. what they did was they gave ODI status to matches in the qualifiers. Yeah. Ireland and yeah. USA played their first ODI, and then they took away the ODI, their ODI status. Yeah, yeah. I remember that image, uh, and I'm sure you too do as well, of uh, all the Thailand players lining up their mobile phones with that screen. Oh my God! Remember uh, all of that. All of that happened only because the men's team do not play well. Well, ICC, yeah, please. Relevant people, relevant people, take this into account. Yeah, I guess uh, the one question that we can round up this on is, where does cricket go from here now? Yeah, what's 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 to look up to now that the World Cup is over? Now that people are missing six a.m. alarms in India, at least. Or even the three thirty ones. I don't know if anyone's missing that, but six m. I'm sure they are. So let me see. There'll be uh, the hundred. There'll be in. There'll be uh, England. South Africa and England. Ah, so South Africa. I'm sure. But, and uh, there, there'll be uh, CPL will have women's cricket. Yeah. And uh, PSL will have women's cricket. There'll be WBBL. Yeah. Is there any major country I'm missing that won't be having a league? There's a women's T20 challenge. How can you forget that? That's right. like. But if you don't get to, uh, but if your team bats really well, you may not get to bat. And oh my god! Just don't get to feature, basically. Oh, Shikda, we have four matches. Do you understand? Four. So one four team, matches? one team will play two matches, and you may be in the yeah. reserves for both, and that 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 may be it. Yeah, I mean, just to think, like Meghna Singh. Did not feature in a single game um, in the last Women's T20 Challenge. Is now in the World Cup squad. Meghna Sabineni and Sneerana were not even part of any of those squads. Like, I mean, okay, I'm I'm gonna go off on a very different. No, no, you can't. Yeah. No, no, no. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want Remember, to. We'll never end. But you know, I I hate to say this. Uh, This is not Alana King, India story version. Three months ago, she's not playing international cricket. Now she's won the World Cup. No, this is not that. If any of the Indian fans are thinking about it that way, no, it's it's a separate thing altogether. Uh, expectations, Indian cricket, next World Cup cycle. Well, they have to find a coach first. No yeah. coach, no support. Like we don't know what is happening. They came back and then the coach. He said, "Okay, thank you." We hope there's a Chakde India coach somewhere there who's lining up for his team making unda ho sakta. No, not that. And saying that to not the team but to some other people, if you get what I mean. 
but yeah i don't know i mean uh, first i don't we don't know uh, how long the two legends are going to play yeah probably almost certainly not until the next world cup so they won't be part of that plan uh we may have a different coach so too many things unknown i mean two uh, two slots we need we know two two very important slots that need not that did not need to be filled for two decades now need yeah. to be filled and yeah. a new coach and how do yeah. you plan without doing this and a new captain and a new captain yeah it's going to be major shifting going on some major changes going on in indian cricket now and uh, we hope to see them see, uh, the, see the talent is there there's no doubt yeah. about that but these people need to play together play more often yeah yeah when is that going to happen when is the next international match and this is like this is like smriti mandana coming out before the final the t20 challenge final saying we don't know when we're going to play again <laughs> so you know we don't know when they're going to play again i mean obviously okay. there is yeah. stuff coming through but i mean i'm just because we didn't mention it like is that the way julian goswami is going to bow out like not yeah. having played a game um or having watched from the sidelines for team yeah. crash out of a world cup i mean just the, the fan in me would would love for the bcci to be like okay you know bangladesh sri lanka someone come over yeah. um let's give her give them a farewell if they if that's you know if True. they are deciding to to retire then yeah do something deservedly like so deservedly so yeah but you know i mean i know sport is a cutthroat environment there's no place for sentiment and all that but you know it's it if that's the last image that we see of her sitting in the dressing room not playing uh, yeah, uh, it is uh, uh, yeah i know it's cutthroat but if she is fit she'll still make it to the test she will and it, but i think the fact that she'll make it to to the side is also a reflection of the fact that we haven't prepared anyone to, to yeah. take her place yeah the people we could have prepared to take her place we've constantly chopped and changed you have played until very recently would do you really see more fast bowlers coming up on these pitches no but i also i don't i i don't see more fast bowlers coming through in the domestic system more because of the atti- the attitudes that we have towards them mm. like you think like meghna singh pooja vastragar even mansi joshi for that matter are all high quality bowlers mm-hmm. the attitudes we have towards them they're all becoming like to some extent like pooja like they they all start concentrating on their batting because they know that's their avenue into the mm. um and i think just the fact that you had someone of the stature of julian goswami and you haven't been able to find a group of players to nurture under her and to like to to create what south africa have Yeah. is i mean i think that's just a reflection of the system and just how badly we've handled our fast bowlers yeah. I, i don't think it's because we lack talent or because we don't have tall fast bowlers or anything like that it's just mm-hmm. a reflection 
True. That we're um, always measuring these, sorry, yeah. the fact that we're always measuring these players against standards that they can't reach. Like you're measuring yeah. them against Julian Goswami, not possible. So, yeah. so uh, see, essentially, you will know this better than almost any of us. So, when a new fast bowler is spotted, if she is spotted, what is done? Nothing. We don't have we don't have a, a system that a pipeline that they get into. So, it, everything is by accident. Yeah. Well, well, there are some big questions, and we certainly hope that they get answered because uh, as one world cup ends another cycle begins and another journey begins we hope that this is the journey that we have been waiting for for some time now and uh, yeah it's been a delight as i say what more could we have asked for the cricket news podcast episode 50 yeah episode 50 we are half century in and uh, Thank you so much Ananya thank you so much Abhishekda for joining us it's been a pleasure chatting world cup with you chatting cricket with you thank you so much for joining us and to all our listeners and to all our viewers if you like what we are doing then do subscribe and share so that uh, we keep on doing more of this thank you so much इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट